0: Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Kick It Podcast. Coming to you live from OceanSide, as always. My name is Louis Lope. I'm here with Lens. We have Victor, and we have our special guest, Ms. Nancy Licona. Hi,
1: everyone. Thank you so much for hosting me today.
0: Thank you for coming through. We appreciate it. Hey, Bruce, can you check on that microphone real quick, my man? Yeah, it sounded like it was muted.
2: Hello,
1: hello. Oh, there it is. There it is. is. Yeah, yeah, and (laughs) just
2: another little intro. We do have Bruce on the controls today, so just just be aware.
0: (laughs) Hey, caution, beware. And for everybody tuning in on Instagram, <laughs> everybody on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, thank you guys. Make sure you guys leave a like, comment, share, and subscribe—all that good stuff. And thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. How are y'all doing today?
1: Doing well. How
0: about yeah. you boys,
3: going going through the week. You know, it's, it's Wednesday. It's always a highlight to uh, to get to Wednesday because I get to come kick it with you guys.
4: Yeah, so.
2: yeah, yeah. And same here, dude. I, I like Wednesdays. Uh, I mean, sometimes work wise it could be a little crazy, but regardless, it's the middle of the week, you know. So like now we got the weekend to look
0: forward to yeah well uh let's get right into it could you tell us a little bit about yourself Nancy?
1: well where do i start um i'm as you all know i'm running for the oceanside school board but um a little bit about me and my story um i'm from orange county Um, both my parents are from mexico um they're Mm. mexican immigrants my Mom's family is from Guerrero and my dad's family is from Pachuca Hidalgo um, and I uh, they I'm actually the first person in my entire family to be born in the United States so wow. I am the oldest uh, cousin I am the person that you know people <laughs> have come to I'm the first person to get my license um, yeah, first, first person to get a job yeah a lot of firsts for me but it, it was it was cool to get to 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 get to do all that and have the opportunity to go to school here um, I went to school in in Lake Forest. That's where I grew up. Mm. Um, Lake Forest is in uh, South Orange County, south of Irvine. Um, and I was really, really lucky. So my dad is a custodian at a public school. And um, when uh, he first got that job, um, he got a job at a dual immersion school. And so at that time, they weren't there wasn't a ton of information on dual immersion. And so the principal talked to my dad, and they said, "Hey." Your daughter should enroll in kindergarten at this bilingual school. And of course, my dad has to run everything by my mom. Right. Um, And and so my mom was like, no, like we we are here in the United States. Like I want her to learn English only. Um, And the principal called my mom to a meeting and she She talked to my mom and showed her the research about bilingual school and how it's so important for students to learn two languages. And it wasn't going to deter me from learning English, but it was going to actually propel my education. And I ended up going to bilingual school, K through 12 public schools, um, graduated um, from Laguna Hills High School um, in Laguna Hills. Um, So um, after that, I was first in my family to go to a four year university. I went to UC San Diego I the, uh, went there for four years, and I was super excited. I got to live in the dorms, do the wow. whole experience. The um college life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Torrey
2: Pines La Jolla. It's super nice out it there. It
1: is beautiful out there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was very fortunate to get to go to a four-year university. Um, I have a lot of loans. I'm still paying for those. <laughs> uh, but it, it was worth it. I, I had a lot of positive experiences. And oh. after that, I... Um, graduated and I um, in my experience in college I started working in Chula Vista for the program EAOP so I was helping students apply for college and it was eye-opening because growing up in Orange County you don't I never knew that there were students who would cross the border Mm -hmm. and go to school in the United States and then Mm -hmm. go back and so go back and forth so I got to learn a lot about border towns and and you know immigrant students who are crossing the border and who are furthering their education. And so through all my experience in IUCSD, in I knew for sure that I wanted to go into education, either to be a counselor or to be a teacher. And after some internships and a lot of experiences, I decided to go with counseling. And so I moved back home to save some money. I was also very homesick after being away for four I years, miss my mom's cooking every yeah. day. <laughs> um, and, and I moved back home for two years. I went to school at Cal State Long Beach where I did my master's degree and, um, yeah, after that, honestly, I, j- it was really at the time, um, there weren't a lot of counseling jobs still right now. It's tough to get a school counseling job mm-hmm. And what so, is that? because there aren't enough counselors getting hired. At yeah, there, there's not
2: too much funding for public schools, bro.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, when I actually went into my program, they had reduced the program class size from 30 to 15. So they reduced like the amount of counselors that they allowed into the program. So in my cohort, there were only 15 counselors. Um, when I graduated, it was, I was really lucky because it was the first year that the LCAP funding came in. And so they started hiring a lot of schools. So um, I s- applied everywhere, pretty much anywhere from Bakersfield South. I was like, okay, Bakersfield wow. is as far as I'm willing to go cuz i need to be able to drive right. home. It's still a vis- It's still far, but i was like that's as far as i'll go without having to get a flight and stuff. Right. So um Imagine i applied every
4: daily flight just no to way. work. No.
1: <laughs> I I got really lucky and i got hired here at Roosevelt Middle School. It's part of the Vista School District and i've been there ever since. It's my first right. full-time job and that's what brought me to Oceanside and I love that school. It's my favorite job. Um, And I'm very lucky because I fell in love with the community. I love Oceanside. I bought my condo here. Um, So it's my home. Um, There you go. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um in my free time I play soccer. I play for the Oceanside Parks and Rec Women's League. Shout out to Ooh, the Women's nice, League. Nice. Shout out to the Boys and Girls Club too, because they have um they they host uh soccer leagues um there. And so sometimes I play co ed at the Friday nights at the Boys and Girls Club, and I also play at a couple leagues in San Marcos. So, hey. yeah, I like to stay busy. There we got
2: an athlete in the house. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out to the Oceanside Boys and Girls Club, man. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they're they're a good and fun uh, bunch over there. Like I, I'm a product of the Oceanside Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. just so you guys Same, know. Uh, but it, it's 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 super cool. Uh, so I, I'm assuming that you play like on the in the indoor soccer field that they have in the backside, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. cool, Cool. Yeah, that's where I play. Um, right now, because of campaigning, I haven't been going. Sorry, team. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been showing up to the games, but they're very understanding. Um, yeah. But it's so great to get out there and play. And, and that's how I made friends, to be honest, because when I moved here, I was 24. And so it's kind of awkward. Like, how do you make friends at 24? Like, you don't really yeah. know people. You're in a new city. It's a new community. And so I ended up um, going to where everybody goes. Uh, social media so i found mm-hmm. a facebook page and i saw that they were having the um oceanside parks and rec uh, women league and i uh, i literally just commented hey does anyone need another player and so huge shout out to maria jimenez uh hopefully you're watching but she is my first oceanside friend she hey. got me involved in in that soccer league and um i've been playing there for six years
3: shout yeah. out to maria right yeah. hey that, that's that's awesome
2: and I, I mean i know that's uh that's a more ongoing thing now you know you're into a new town hit up facebook you know there's so many different groups and pages that you could just link up to like hang out with somebody and sure enough that's how you make friends
1: yeah it's just about staying connected and finding that community so Mm -hmm. that's what's nice about oceanside there's so many activities you could do and so many programs for kids and for adults like that you can participate in
3: yeah oceanside is uh really well known for having community events you know even if they're small or whatever they just like hey come mm-hmm. on come meet you know or whatever you know come listen to music they do like the the movie theater stuff too yeah. So hey shout out to Osaka.
1: Yeah, so many free events too for families mm-hmm. and I think that's an important part is like the value of your f- spending time with your family and having things to do, free things to do cuz yeah. so expensive now how much our movie tickets now? I don't yeah. I don't even know.
3: They're like 12 dollars maybe. You used no, to be able my, to my get my girl, a two pack
1: for 16 at Costco, you can't do that I don't my, think anymore. My girl
3: uh, she wanted to go to the movies to to go watch a movie that uh you know, I wasn't really interested in but uh <laughs> she uh she looked at the tickets like, hey, they're $17 each. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I'm good with just going to get some eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might yeah. as well just stream it at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nah, yeah. usually when I go to the theaters, I go, like, Saturday mornings because they're, like, yeah. 10 bucks. Oh,
3: Or even on Tuesdays, I think they got the $5 movie. Oh, stuff.
2: but that's in that's downtown, though.
3: Downtown, I Yeah, there. yeah. I think Vista has it, too.
2: Oh, this is Nepalese. Yeah, yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. you're right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but Nancy, I I do want to touch back real quick cuz you said that you uh started in Chula Vista. Uh so so what did you take with that with that experience um uh, being able to like actually get there and and witness all these um I, I guess uh border town students where they go back to Mexico and then cross back uh, uh how did that feel?
1: Honestly, I think it was a really a reality check for like the just the privilege that I had. Um And I didn't know, just didn't know that this was going on. And so having, I was a sophomore in college. So my first year, I was really just getting acquainted to college. I struggled. Like I was failing classes. I didn't Mm. have the support system. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. It was tough, even though I was a straight A student. And so finally I got involved and I got a part-time job. And so I was working in Chula Vista Castle Park High School, um, helping students apply for college and write their resumes, write their, um, scholarship applications um, apply to colleges all of that stuff and so what I learned from that is um, is the importance of that individual support for the student you know Mm -hmm. there's there's students who they have so many barriers that they encounter on a daily basis and just one positive adult in their life can really make a difference and mm-hmm. so even though I was kind of a peer for them I was only like a couple years older that was really cool I was a, a peer college
4: counselor yeah.
1: um, it was it's still uh, good to be able to connect them and some of those students ended up going to UCSD a couple years later and I got to see them while I was still at school um, but you realize that um, you know that the beauty of public schools right because in Mexico Public schools are privatized. Mm-hmm. Um, public schools are very, very poorly funded. And uh, in a lot of regions, they're, they're just, they're not even, they don't have all the tools. Yeah. Um, And so especially for students who are crossing the border, you know, they're able to receive that quality education, have that opportunity. And that's what it's about giving the students the opportunity. Um, and that's a danger. That's why I'm deciding that it's why I decided to run for school board is because even though I don't have any children, um, I've seen over time that it's, it's really, our schools are being attacked currently by people who have special agendas to privatize our education. Mm. And we, I mean, I, my, my, um, family they're teachers in mexico so i come kind oh, of nice. a family of educate i'm the first educator in the united states but my my yeah. aunts and uncles are teachers in mexico and um i see that like we don't want to go there we yeah. don't want to go there we don't our america is a democracy and it's a democracy because of our public schools um it's a it's um something we take a lot of pride in in mm. as americans and i think we need to ensure that we continue to provide that for every single student
3: yeah
1: versus removing the funds and starting to privatize
3: yeah i think that there's definitely a benefit uh going to a public school you know you you definitely uh get to see a lot of different type of people from from all classes you know and and uh, oh, i think that that helps uh growing up especially in like san diego where there's so many different demographics so mm-hmm. many different uh kinds of people you know that uh you know if, if you don't experience it in public schools when you get to the real world you know you're not going to know how to how to communicate with people or, or whatever you know those interpersonal skills that you really get
2: oh yeah dude no doubt it, it just teaches you uh social skills mm-hmm. over
3: anything honestly yeah. and yeah
2: and some, that's something that you
3: don't get at
2: uh, certain private schools you know because you know the funding's a little bit different the, and some of those the, private schools yeah.
3: they're they're like from kindergarten all the way till you graduate mm-hmm. right until you're ready to go to college and so you see the same people every day, every day. You know for years.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, which is it really uh, I think
1: creates it. It has the danger. Not I can't say I can't speak for every single experience in public school, right. or I mean, sorry, private schools. I can't speak for that, but it it can um, really limit diversity and those experiences like you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? And so I know I remember going to UCSD. I mean, that is uh, pretty much you have people from all yeah, walks and. Yeah it was a struggle for some people that I met who only attended very, very small schools. It was a, you're going from a super, super small environment to a huge community of what, like 35,000
4: mm-hmm.
1: people. And it's, it's difficult to navigate that.
3: Yeah. That, that, that would seem scary. Like, uh, all right, you've been protected your whole school career, wow. you know, and then here you go, <laughs> go to college. Here's <laughs> all right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Everything we taught you, you don't need it. Yeah, it kind of reminds <laughs> me,
2: like when you said an animal onto the wild. You yeah, know? it's like figure it out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> survive or die.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy. So I kind of want to go back a little bit and and talk about your parents. You said they they both uh, are teachers.
1: No, my parents are not teachers. Okay. Um, my my a dad, he's a custodian. Okay. Um, and so he right, works at school, a yeah. yeah. He he started working. He actually worked at my ele- the elementary school that I attended. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to have my dad there. Um, I obviously stayed out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and it and it it was it's cool to have him at the school. Um, and my mom, she works for Walmart. She's worked nice. for Walmart her whole life, um, you know, blue-collar worker. Um, and my family in Mexico, from my mom's side, mm-hmm. um, I have aunts and uncles who are teachers. There you go. From my dad's side, everyone um, is in uh, agriculture and farming. Um,
3: oh, okay, there farm you go. Farming. There you go. Yeah, so uh, everybody in Mexico, they they're educated and they work hard. You know, they're like both. They're both of everything, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes what you get here on in the United States is either people that are book smart or street smart. You know, there's there's kind of like a, a in between there. But um, if uh, if you ever get a chance to just sit down with, with one of the elders from Mexico, they got a lot of game. You know, they got a lot of game that, that you can soak up a lot of life experiences. Yeah, uh, you know, so that that's always good to have. Uh, growing up and in a family setting.
1: Yeah, know? and that's that's a huge thing too. Is I think, um, you know, when. A lot of families move here very slowly. Um, I think assimilation. There's pressure to assimilate, mm-hmm. and and then you you start to then let go of some of those roots, right? Yeah. Where you know, I had an experience not so long ago where I start. We had a club of students, and we just asked them, um, you know, say your name, and then just tell us where your family's from. And I was really surprised to hear how many students had never asked their parents. Yeah, they're like, oh, I know that they're from mexico but i don't know from where you know Mm -hmm. and and so it's um that's another thing too is like we need to have that pride of where we come from yeah um because it's part of our identity
3: yeah Mm -hmm. and there's also like something that that comes with it like i don't know maybe it's in our dna or or in our hearts or something where it's like you have family that are in mexico they don't have the opportunity to come out here you're like well i gotta work two times harder you know just Mm to you know uh have them proud of us you know that we're out here doing doing it up you know but uh what about um growing up you you said you went to in orange county right uh did you ever have aspirations of you know i want to make changes i want to uh be able to run for something a a good position or a seat in in congress or or you know
1: politics um, growing up in elementary school, I was really shy. I was really shy. I, well, not with my friends, but in general, i kind of just kept to myself, didn't draw a lot of attention, um, to myself. And I think as I grew, uh, grew older, I, I started to gain more of that self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think a huge part of that was, um, when I got to high school, especially I started getting involved in my high school metra. Um, And um, that that club just helped me um, see myself as a leader where I had never seen that in myself. And through that club, I think the first time that I actually thought about wanting to at some point in my life (laughs) pursue, uh, you know, maybe getting into leadership roles um, was when I attended the Chicano Latino Youth Leadership Project when I was a junior. And so that organization, um, I attribute a lot of that. Um, to them because it I got to I got to be a senator for a day at the state capitol in Sacramento I got to stay that's super cool and it's an amazing program I'm gonna pitch for it a little bit you know high school students can apply for that it's a free program and um, you can get selected to participate student with high school students from across the state and you get to stay at san diego state for free stay in the dorms you get to eat at the cafeteria all you can eat all of us were stuffing <laughs> our plates <laughs> um <laughs> some in the bag for later <laughs> yeah right put it in
4: your bag we were
0: so excited wrapping about cookies that. and napkins and yeah just like, Let's we go. were
1: thrilled um and then you get to connect with other student leaders from across the state and so that was probably the, one of my the coolest experiences that i had in high school it was the first time that um, I got to see Latino politicians and Latino doctors and um, Latino leaders in, uh, you know, in, through that experience. Because growing up, I mean, I didn't my parents, you know, very hardworking, but they they don't they didn't go to college. So I didn't really know all the what type of um what type of careers I could even go to. Right. Okay. We see novelas. Everybody's um, uh, just like a business person who's super yeah. rich. Um, and we see a lot of shows. Everyone's a doctor. Everyone's a lawyer. But there's so many other careers out there that um, I think that's another thing that I'm passionate about is like, how do we expose students to all the possibilities that they yeah. have
2: it can uh sorry uh, can you go in a little bit more into detail what what mecha is because i've never even heard of that program yeah, in my life mm.
1: so um mecha uh, is uh it's a it's a cultural club um for chicano students and um so uh, some high schools have um chapters of them um i My my high school started a chapter of it. And then when I went to college, that's the first place I went to. And so it's it's just it's kind of a a smaller community where you build leadership, you do community service. um, And it's really just a space like a safe space for for students and where you get to kind of talk about your culture Um, I know in high school we participated in International Week and we brought Latino inspired dishes Mm. and so um, and I think every chapter is a little bit different Um, but it's really to kind of empower um, young Latino students Chicano students um, to pursue higher education and have that support system right? especially when you go to university a lot of time it's a culture shock like A lot of times you're the only Latino student in your class or in your Mm -hmm. lecture. Um, And so having those spaces um, can can really build that community with students definitely, and make you feel like a sense of belonging. Right. Because imposter syndrome is super real. I mean, a lot of people in the workforce or even at the universities can feel that because they may feel like it's not that those spaces aren't for them. For, For
0: those who don't know, what is imposter syndrome?
1: So imposter syndrome is um, for um, historically unrepresented communities, um, you know, for when they go into a space and they feel like they don't belong. Right. So, for example, if you go to a university or a classroom and you're at the university and you don't you don't you feel like you don't fit in you feel like you don't belong right or let's say that you become a very very um famous scientist as a female latina Mm -hmm. and there might be spaces where nobody looks like you and you might feel like this is not where i belong right it's like you feel like an imposter and that's that's what Ah. what it is it's it's a it's a sociological term Mm -hmm. that um you know it it, it has yep. been kind of researched in the workplace, and then also it is it's for people who go into careers or spaces where um yeah. their culture or their background is not um represented
3: yeah I've heard that term in um like the music industry as well mm-hmm. you know where a lot of artists they're they're doing great, but they just feel like uh I don't know why yeah. people are like this. I don't feel like this is good, but all right, you know they kind of feel like they're an imposter. You know, to other other bands or whatever it may be, you know, in the music industry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, uh is this the first time that you're running for anything, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, first time? Yeah, I,
1: I um. That's that's another imposter syndrome, right? It's a lot of yeah. times you see, <laughs> yeah. you see people on in this position these positions of power, and you know, sometimes they they have a lot more years under their belt um of experience. Some of them are retired. Um but especially for education, like I've have a lot of experience, and that's something that I even when I you know started thinking about it and I started talking to people and asking them like well do I even have and like do I is this does this count as enough experience or like Mm. yes like you have a lot of experience in education um and it's also a different perspective um, because I work in the schools I'm with students every single day I talk to families on the phone every day I talk to teachers I talk to the custodians I talk to the Mm. lunch Like I'm in there in the mix of things um and um so, yeah, this is my first time. Very I definitely nice. knew that I wanted to do that at some point in my life. I imagined having way more gray hair um, <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing it. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity. And so, yeah.
2: And and what was it that kind of sparked you to say, okay, let's go ahead and, and just run and, and see what happens?
1: So... Um, right before the pandemic, I've always been um, very passionate about education. Um, Right before the pandemic, um, my district was talking about cutting school counselors in schools. Like this was 2019. So literally right before the pandemic. And that's where I started getting involved because I'm like, there's no way we already have really, really high ratios. And now we're going to cut counselors. Like that just makes no sense to me. So I started speaking at board meetings and then you start to see how much power the board has to make decisions that can impact so many students Um, and so that's how I started getting involved in advocacy and speaking up Um, and then during the pandemic I mean working in the schools and seeing what's going on with students and families every day um, it's so frustrating and I think that level of frustration where you are constantly going to work and you're so passionate about your job and you still don't have the tools that you need to help students um, that's where I said, you know like um I knew that the position was opening up and I knew that Eric Joyce was already in my in the seat cuz he lives in the same district as me and um so I I I knew that he was doing an excellent job so I was just like I'm not going to run against him. Like mm-hmm. he's already doing yeah. great things. Um and so when I found out that he wasn't going to run that's when I I decided wow. to jump in and um when he decided to run for city council um you know, plug for him too. Maybe. Please vote for Eric Joyce <laughs> district yeah. one. Um, he's been very supportive to, and, um, and just helping me understand, you know, what the role is and, and what's needed. And, um, and he was one of the people that I asked, like, do I have enough experience? And he's like, yes, you have an, enough experience. Wow. You know, you work with students every day. Um, so, um, that's, that's kind of how I jumped into it was it was just a process of different events aligning. And then even when I I was still thinking about it, I, I took some time to talk to my family. And I said, hey, I'm not going to make it to every carne asada every weekend yeah. for a little bit, probably. And so they were so supportive. They were like, yeah, you do it. Um, so I think the support and the positivity from the people around me. When I started just saying, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, um, all of that support was what really pushed me to do it. Because I think otherwise I probably would have sat in the shadows like I want to do it, but I don't know if I'm ready. And yeah. sometimes you need that support system. Mm-hmm. right? just like our kids need it like they need that encouragement.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think that's important because, uh, you know, in everyday life, even uh, if you're not running for anything, just in your daily uh, uh, movements you always kind of ask somebody hey should i do this should i do that i don't know i was kind of thinking of you know not doing that and they give you that encouragement and and that push and next thing you know you know it works out and you're 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 thankful and you're glad that you have a system like that you know so i think that's definitely important to have in our school system for sure yes uh-huh.
2: yeah, yeah no no and just like as any other person dude as you mentioned like you You know, we get filled with doubts at times, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how how confident you are with yourself. There's those moments there, you you know, you know, you're you're unsure sometimes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and to be able to reinforce it with somebody else and, you know, to get that positivity back into you, that's that's power. Yeah. And but I do have another question. So so far in your campaign, what has been some of the more difficult tasks that you faced so far?
1: Um, I think the most difficult task has been, um, securing volunteers. Um, there's a, there's, um, my campaign is not, um, heavily funded. Um, it's very, yeah, it's grassroots, um, and so, not having the money to spend on some big things that other, uh, uh, you know, campaigns probably have the money mm-hmm. for, and but most of it is just that, yeah, like having enough people to, to help you hand out flyers and to do all that. Because yeah. um, my my family sometimes comes down and helps me; they drive down an hour, and yeah. so. It, but it's hard because a lot. I mean, everyone's busy. You know, people mm-hmm. have kids, people have other engagements, and so it's very understandable that yeah. people can't. And I know a lot of people have supported and. Very very different ways and i'm blessed to have so many great friends and community members and co-workers who have showed up but I, that that's that is i think the most difficult thing for any campaign even i'm sure like you know bigger bigger campaigns mm-hmm. it's just having people to support and that's why when i talk to friends and i say hey even if you can just share one of my posts like anything that you can do um that's gonna help that just helps. to spread the word mm-hmm. yeah
3: definitely yeah i think it's uh it's awesome uh, to potentially have a, a strong Latina in, in a strong position where we can make change. That's a, uh, to me, that that's everything, you know, having, having people that look like us in positions where it's not, it's not, doesn't happen a lot, you know?
2: Oh, 100% dude. I mean, we just saw it the last election for, for mayor out here in the city of Oceanside where now we have uh, miss Esther Sanchez, which mm-hmm. she's, she's Mexican. Or Latina, quote unquote, mm. whatever, whatever you want to use, <laughs> uh, but you know she's she's a female, she's a Latino, and you know she's she's there. You know, yeah. she, she's our mayor, first female mayor, first Latina mayor, and I mean if I mean I'm I'm wishing you the best. I'm gonna be voting for you. Yeah. Trust me, <laughs> That's like, for sure. if we could get you in that chair, that 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 just continues to push the change here that that we're looking for yeah. in Oceanside.
0: Uh, one question I do have also: um, what are some of the differences that you've seen with the children now that they face as opposed to some of the difficulties we've had growing up in these in this uh, school system
1: oh well like compared to when we grew up right i mean social media is the number one difference mm-hmm. and it oh, yeah. um has it, it creates a lot of anxiety it creates um students to become detached like mm-hmm. sometimes i i i talk to students i'm like why would you post that about that person yeah. and they're like well, I was mad at them but then they're not thinking about like yeah I understand you're mad but you know I think um sometimes uh social media can make it really easy for people to be really rude and say things that they would ne- never mm-hmm. say to a person I mean back in our day if you didn't like someone you, you, were, you up. went up to them yep. and you know mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of courage to do that and unfortunately and we see that even with adults now right like some yeah. of the things we see on social media um, it's like
0: you would never say that in person you <laughs> wouldn't go
1: up to someone and say it um so I think yeah. social media is a big um and then obviously what you know the pandemic and there is a higher rates of anxiety there's higher rates of stress for students um and so all of those are challenges Mm -hmm. mental health mental Mm -hmm. health yeah
3: yeah Yeah, and i see you're, you're a big advocate for mental health uh tell us a little bit about uh your process with mental health being a counselor at a school
1: um, so I work at a middle school, so mm-hmm. I work with students in grade 6 through 8, um, and we have students who um, need that m- mental health support. So the first thing is identifying it, right? Mm-hmm. We need to make sure students feel safe talking about it. And so sometimes... Um, the parents will reach out and say, hey, I've noticed my student is acting different. It all starts with behavioral changes. So it, maybe they're acting different. They're dressing differently. They're talking differently. Their energy levels are mm-hmm. sleep. You know, they're eating all of that. And so those are signs that we tell teachers to look out for. Like if there's any student that you notice has some type of change in their behavior, that's the number one thing is identifying. But one of the barriers that we're having right now, too, is that we ha- we are I, we are identifying students, but then there's um, a long wait time for therapy right now. Mm. Our our system is completely impacted. I just had a parent um the other day call me uh, because uh their their daughter um was experiencing um symptoms of of. Dep- Depression and you know suicidal thoughts and the they called the the mom called the insurance so the mom was doing everything right she had the conversation with the student they called um their insurance and they had a one year wait
4: for therapy one year wow
1: um some of them are months and so there is definitely um our system needs some help too Mm -hmm. because it we're identifying students and then we can't provide oh, well, the pro- the appropriate support sometimes yeah. and families you know don't know how to support sometimes or they they're looking for that mm-hmm. help um and sometimes there's no one to connect them to
0: what would you say is one of the ways that you could alleviate that problem
1: <sighs> i think the uh, first thing is uh definitely having funding in schools to provide school-based mental health supports but i think also um is building more relationships with more organizations and nonprofits and universities. Cause there's a lot of university training programs that have, um, licensed therapists that they're they're in training, but they're under a supervisor Mm -hmm. so that we can serve more students. And that's what we need to do is we just need to make more connections with more agencies. And then there just needs to be more funding for that too, because a lot of times, you know, students who have medical, um, are often like on a long wait,
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, or even if they have insurance, there are a lot of therapists who don't take insurance, um, or and so then it, there's there's a lot I think that can be done.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty unfortunate that that you mentioned that even through an insurance, you, you still have up to a year of wait time. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there there definitely needs to be a change in our system, like like yesterday, because that that's not gonna cut it out here.
0: What would you say would be some of your uh, like primary objectives if if you were elected? the f-
1: The first thing that I would want to do that is like, I think hopefully would be simple. I mean I don't know because I also hear change happens kind of slow. So mm-hmm. I don't know how, uh, you know, how that's going to go. But one of the first things is Oceanside Unified does not have any student representatives on the board. Like student voice is so important because those are our number one constituents. Like those are the students who are serving. And so the first thing I would want to do is ensure that we have students on the board. Um, and then, um, you know, I think Oceanside's already doing a lot of positive things. Oceanside Unified has been recognized for a lot of things. So I think the number one thing is just sitting down with everyone on the board and seeing what are what are our next goals, right? And so my plug. For, for that is going to be, how can we reduce the, st- the school counselor ratios at the schools? Um, how can we provide more uh, social, emotional supports for students? Um, and how can we ensure that students feel supported, right? Like building community. How do we do that? And because that's tough, right? We hear of so many fights mm-hmm. happening at school mm-hmm. more, more than ever. And um, we need students to connect. What opportunities are we offering them to do that?
3: yeah yeah and it's like first week of school the that's when all the fights are starting to happen you know but uh you know i gr- growing up and going to el camino high school like uh i've been involved in some of those fights and maybe even years later that same person is still going to that school as well and you guys realize like hey we have a connection here we're you know you're not half bad man like you know yeah by school um community events and stuff like that where where you, you kind of just realize hey we're the, we're the same mm-hmm. you know so that that's important I, I think that that's really uh empowering that that you'd want to have more more students uh get together mm-hmm. you know have more uh, opportunities to meet each other and know each other
2: mm-hmm. yeah no i i i, I agree 100 percent with you with the with the counseling ratio because i remember back when i was in school I think there was only like maybe five counselors available for, for our whole entire school. class, and I mean when I graduated it was like a class of six hundred, eight hundred students. So now divide that by you know only five counselors. That's that, that's a ton of kids, man. Like you you lose track super quick, yeah. and you just kind of. Forget about it.
1: So based off the research that the National School Counselor Association has done, their recommended ratio is one counselor to every 250 students. Um, in California, the ratio is a 600 and the average ratio is 6 hundred around 630 students the wow. national average is around like 440 so it's California's definitely has Pushing higher it. ratios than <laughs> oh other than other yeah. states and then uh-huh. the, then the then the recommended too that's you know that's based off of and, and you think about it if you have a smaller um ratio you get to know your students more on a personal basis and you know we talked about right like the mm-hmm. making the connection so for example if i'm a counselor and i get a scholarship If I email all my 500 students on my caseload, that scholarship, how many of them are actually going to respond to it? Maybe a couple. Right. Yeah. But if I have a smaller ratio and I see the scholarship, I'm like, you know what? This scholarship would be so specific to these, these, these students. Mm -hmm. And if you reach out personally and I say, hey, Victor, I, I saw this scholarship and I thought about you can uh, you should apply to it.
2: Uh, I would definitely apply. You're going to do
1: it, right? Yeah. versus just getting a blanket email and that's a thing that we need to those personal connections. If if someone knows you, they're going to reach out to you, "Hey, I saw this internship. I think you should apply." Mm-hmm. Right? It makes yeah. such a big difference cuz we we do sometimes we do have so many opportunities, but the way we're sending it out is literally in like a newsletter. Like we need we need to reach out personally to students uh, so that we can get them engaged
3: yeah i think that'd be really good um have you thought about maybe incorporating social media with with that the way you can reach out outreach. to kids yeah i'll reach
1: yeah and, and i know a lot of schools are doing that as well yeah i think that's important because that's where a lot of students spend their time yeah and i think the more we can get students involved in it so there's a lot of schools who have the asb students run the social media and i think that's so cool because it's students making it for students they know what's cool they yeah. know right if i'm making it, I'm not <laughs> love yeah,
2: it. And, and you know what i was just gonna say that uh, i mean yeah going into social media that, that that's that's good it's a good step forward but most students for the most part they're gonna be like all ah, right school nah i'm not gonna follow yeah
1: yeah or they might not think it's for them. We talked about once again of imposter syndrome. Right? Like sometimes you, we might, even as adults, we see it. We might see an event on social media, like, oh, sounds kind of cool. But unless someone reaches out, it's like, hey, are you going to go to that? Be like, oh, yeah, um, right. right. Like, it's a difference. So um, a social media is a huge one, but I think that there's nothing that will replace personal connection.
2: Oh, 100%. No, definitely,
1: mm-hmm. definitely. Just
2: like right here in this podcast?
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. What's what's one of your favorite uh, pastimes uh, since uh, you told us that you love Oceanside, North County? Uh, What's some of your favorite things to do like on a weekend on a normal basis?
1: Okay, on a normal basis, I'm a very social person, so I love to hang out with my friends and my family. So just a couple, for example, a couple uh, weeks ago, I had my friends visit me from San Diego. And so I took them out to the new rooftop bar mm-hmm. and started to show them around. I'm, and um, yeah, so if there's a community event, I like to go to those. I love trying restaurants and yeah. eating food. Oh, um, we love food, out. This oh, yeah, we
3: yeah. love food on this podcast. Oh, yeah, we love food on this podcast uh louie louie here is a top executive chef
4: oh culinary architect yeah. wow.
3: <laughs> at, at full metal burger is one of our sponsors yeah. as well so see i
4: haven't tried that one you gotta go out there. Oh, you have to yeah, it's yeah. a must like, i really it's love amazing. hamburgers yeah stop it's amazing by, we'll hook
2: you up. oh okay yeah but now that you mentioned the, the rooftop bar i mean the the new downtown Oceanside, I think it's starting to grow on on most of the residents a little bit now, uh, sp- especially with summer being over and most of the visitors sure. being gone. Yeah, um, I feel like it's, there's there's some some new life going through there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you tried the. Uh, uh, Craft tacos, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's one of my personal been, yeah, oh, been, the, Kraft, the, the tacos been, are
4: pretty it's, good. It's yeah. almost
2: like going to full metal, dude. Like, Is it
3: craft coast uh brewery?
2: Yeah, craft coast, but they 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 have a little taco shop mm. there, dude. Honestly, like it saves me a trip from going to tj so like really that's, really? Why, I that's why I like, like going. That. There. That's yeah, why, yeah. So
4: wow. lying, <laughs> we're going tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well tomorrow's so Sunset market yeah. too. So sorry, man, I can't make it in
0: tomorrow. I'm
3: gonna get tacos. Yeah. Exactly,
1: yeah, I love just hanging out with friends and my family, so sometimes I go up to Orange County and I hang out with my family yes. up there. um, my family loves outdoor activities, so we love camping, hiking, I do a lot of that stuff with them too. Very
3: nice. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about uh hiking with uh envy he uh he was telling us that there's there's a plethora of 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 different hikes trails. that you can do out here in trails, yeah. You know, I'm not much of a hiker. I like to eat. I like the eating subject more. You know, you can but hike uh, and then go out <laughs> yeah. Pain. There oh, you go. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Now MV is actually uh, one of our uh, previous guests here at the podcast, and uh, as as of late, you know, we've been uh, you know messaging each other a little bit more. Like he's uh, super great people.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, what do you guys say? We read some of these comments. We oh have yeah, let over here. We have uh, a local lately saying yes, craft tacos are bomba yeah and then she also uh, spelled out match approaches movimiento estudiantil chicano that's a, a
3: hey yeah shout out shout out Lokita. yeah uh Thank she, you. she's a local business owner here in in oceanside and uh she's awesome she's awesome yeah. she's taking over the game
4: that's uh awesome. one pop-up at a time <laughs> hey <laughs> bruce you
5: Let's see, on the Instagram, it's been steady, for, uh, coming through with viewers. There you go. Um, of course, I'm going to start it from the very beginning so uh, we didn't get down the recording. Uh, Lilo underscore 760, what's up? And then North County Lowrider says, what's up, what's up? Local what threson, what is, up, what up? What up? <laughs> How <laughs> you <laughs> doing, and, like, man? is tapped in on the live as well. Uh, Shout out to, oof, damn hold on that bar <laughs>
0: good up. luck with that one man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all right
5: bruce fkn jr underscore 95 tapped in is it real three tapped in ha haas of mars oh, that that's my cousin hey, hey.
3: <laughs> there you go shout, shout out, to out to the Alex family
5: maddox tapped in low down seven six so um and yeah that's all we got so far cool, with cool. the instagram and shout out to um fuck what they say studios there
2: you go, all oh, right you, go. Hey, you got any questions bruce or are you, you're kind of good on, on on that part
5: um questions questions um, let's see what can you say uh which program which after school programs do you say are the most to you is the most effective that you see going on in Oceanside Unified school district as of Ooh. today.
1: Um, so I, I don't work for Oceanside Unified, mm-hmm. so I can't speak to you know Their because it's, it's every site is different. Gotcha. So I I think that. Um, the, the components of an after school program that make it effective is this, you know, having supportive staff, uh, making sure that it's academic based where the students are getting direct instruction and support on their mm-hmm. academics. But they're also um, including enrichment activities. So what what kind of sports are you involving students in? What kind of mm-hmm. art projects? Um, because I think if you just, you know, have an after school program where kids just sit on their phones and yeah. wait for their parents to get picked up, like you're missing yeah. a lot of opportunities to engage students. And so um, I would say those are probably the top components that would be would. Yeah, I remember
0: there you. being a pr- uh, program like that. I think it was like the Sound Use Ray Project back in the day. Mm-hmm. I remember where you would stay. I think it was like two hours and like the first hour they would like help you with your homework, like tutorial homework. And then, like you said, in the second hour, you would do sports or you would play computer games mm-hmm. or something. Yeah.
2: Well, you know what, Nancy, now that you mention it, um, since you do work for, you know, the city of Vista, would that bring any kind of conflict in in your profession that, since you're running for the Oceanside School District?
1: Um, no, it, it's a question that a lot of people ask me. They're like, wait, but if you work for Vista, why are you running in Oceanside? And so um, you can't you actually cannot run for school board in the um, school district where you work. Because Damn. that becomes a conflict of interest. Oh. So,
4: um,
1: I, the reason that I can run for Oceanside, the District One seat, is because I live in District One. So only mm. people who live there can can run for. Oh, almost District.
2: like city council. Yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha.
1: So, but if I were to let's say that I lived in District One and I worked in Oceanside, I wouldn't be able to run. Uh,
4: for the school I see. Board interesting and
1: i wouldn't be able to run for the vista school board because i work there and i don't live in vista Mm. so it's a it's a weird it's a confusing thing too because my school is at physically in oceanside Mm -hmm. but it belongs to the vista district yeah so that adds another layer (laughs) wow just a little complicated yeah we were
3: just talking about that uh with the black plague and the full metal it's like right on the borderline Yeah, yeah but they they represent it as oceanside Mm-hmm. but i mean like
1: uh, this, yeah black plague thing. is that yeah oceans that is they, they, yeah yeah, yeah.
3: It's,
2: it's considered oceanside although it's, like it's, a it's borderline yeah it's it like is, a street
0: before uh, it like becomes vista
2: it's like you're
5: really part. like jotting down the addresses of oceanside
4: and vista <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah yeah and just you know full metal is located right in front of black plague brewing mm-hmm. seven days a week and yes, inside
0: sure. of black plague see, i've been
1: to black plague but i've never been to
2: full metal. Oh there you mm-hmm. go oh well next time that you go you gotta you gotta stop I, by and I grab a burger mm-hmm.
5: tell louis sent you yep <laughs> that'll do it
3: yeah but just, uh just
5: there
0: though there's no power like outside of those two spots <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh Jesus.
3: that's right uh so, so what
1: are some of the things that you all that stood out in your education like, thinking about high school. Like, what are some things that stood out to you as, like, one positive thing and one thing you would have changed about your school?
3: Oh, damn. Well, one thing Deep
1: I, counselor question right now. One, one thing I
3: liked uh, was that they had an after-school program where you can make up credits if you're a senior, mm-hmm. you know, and or, or even junior. I, I, I don't think recovery. they have that anymore, by they the way. They don't? No, really? No, no. I, yeah. I, that, that helped me graduate, bro. That, yeah, that credit nice. recovery, right? That's what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, well, you stay after school and and it's like taking a, taking a class. You know, you're you're in there with other students that uh need Same need to thing. yeah get those credits up. But uh, those type of programs, you know, helped me graduate for sure, for sure, because I was falling behind a little bit.
4: Yeah,
0: what I liked is uh like if you if you were in sports, you had to keep like a certain GPA mm-hmm. uh to be able to continue doing that sport, which was like I don't know, I guess to like balance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's that's one thing that stood out to me. I don't know. Um dang. I hadn't thought about school like that in a while. So I'm over here <laughs> trying no to need. remember like Mission and Jefferson and Oceanside High. And it's just
1: See all those three schools are in the district that I would I represent. Know. Yes, sir.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually what I did really like about school was the lunch. Yeah. Those thirty minutes were glorious. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. well i think now, they now they have a longer lunch now dude oh. and they go in later to school oh, like yeah, yeah we we totally missed out
3: and they have <laughs> yeah. uh like off-campus passes too right oh. like people can just uh it's like, i'm going to mcdonald's you know and they just take off
0: i did that a couple times with a friend i do remember yeah that.
3: i mean i used to do it all the time but it, it wasn't you know legal <laughs> yeah
2: yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah no well at least in, in my end I, I don't know i was always uh trying to stay ahead so for me uh being able to get ap classes uh that that was a super cool thing because although i did have aspirations to like you know continue my education go to college like i knew that at least with ap classes that that would kind of give me that head start on, on on certain topics
0: one thing i i do wish it was a little bit better is uh i wish they had like more life classes like Teach you how to do your taxes, or uh, I don't know, like
1: things like that. I
2: think that that that's more up to the state, dude.
3: How to get it, a business it, yeah. license.
1: I don't know. I think I think it can be incorporated, right? Like financial literacy and and career exploration, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of free programs where you can take a career inventory. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially for a lot of students who sometimes we don't know all the career opportunities that we Mm -hmm. have. And so I think that's a big one.
0: Right. Yeah. Like when I went to go apply to college after high school, like it it was just kind of overwhelming because you're like, whoa, there's like so many things that I could apply to, but you don't really necessarily know that through high school because you just have like basics and maybe like a couple electives here and there um
2: yeah no but i, th- I think you hit it dead on Louis. because like most most counselors most teachers they say go to college you go to college but they don't really explain like yeah. why you should go to college, what you should choose. Yeah, man,
0: I remember I went to college and they're like, well, what's what you want to do? And it's like, honestly, you don't even need to go to college if you don't want to. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. say less,
4: man.
1: I, <laughs> I had that same experience. I, I I grew up hearing that go to college, go to college. When I got to college, I'm like, oh, now what? you know i didn't really know how to pick a major i didn't know really what it meant i didn't know what careers i could do i remember being in the ucsd orientation and the person at the who was running the orientation said you know um right now with how things are running a lot of you may not find jobs in your in your major so that's why it's important to do field trips and other i mean not field trips sorry internships Mm -hmm. and work study and i remember my dad turning around being like it's (laughs) you know why are you going to spend that much money um and and i think sometimes we you know we we Mm. need to have that purpose right Right. like what is our purpose yes go to college but but then what like (laughs) and and what am i going to do there and then what is what is my purpose and then where am i going with that and um so I think that needs to start early on. So I'm really passionate about career exploration. So at my middle school, um, a couple years ago, the other counselor and I, we started something called Career Fest. And so one day a year, every single teacher participates. And for example, in um, one teacher will teach financial literacy. Another one will have a guest speaker. Another one will teach um, how to write a resume, how to submit a job application. And, and it's the students are so into it, even though they're in middle school, because some people think, oh, they're too young. Like, why? Are you talking about that no this it gets them thinking they they do a, a, a game where they get a paycheck and then they have to pay for all these bills and it says okay you have two kids and all this stuff and then they're like what but but what if i don't want <laughs> kids like <laughs> how come i have to pay for that and so it's it's really interesting it just gets them thinking outside of the box so i i, I really like that you brought up that point because yeah. career exploration is so important
0: that is super cool i, I like that experiment
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's like all right you got a $200 check and it's gone yeah <laughs>
1: and then they get to choose are you gonna pay for a one-bedroom apartment are you gonna pay for for and so it's just getting Mm -hmm. them thinking and it's funny sometimes parents call us and they're like you know it was so funny my kid came home and they asked me how much i pay for rent right it just (laughs) makes it more relatable and it also makes they put things into perspective yeah Yeah,
0: i feel like they i feel like that is needed much in schools is like real life like prepare you for real life Mm -hmm. as well because not everybody's gonna go to college you know it's not the route for everybody um you know it's like yeah prepare you for for life like it's it's
1: finding the passion like what are you passionate about mm -hmm. and then what are your options that's the biggest thing is no for students to know they have options and they know how to access each one of those options and they know that they can do it that's Mm -hmm. what yeah because not everyone's going to have the same path
2: yeah yeah and i I like how you said the word passion because right now again with the whole social media stuff seems like most students are passionate about you know trying to go viral and yeah, that's cool. You know, it might happen. It might not. But if you're, you know, aware that you have options after school and that you could lead into a career that, you know, will get you financial stability, that, that there's nothing wrong with that either. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But still, I mean, keep doing your videos and hopefully you do go by. Yeah, I and mean,
1: whatever is your passion, pursue it and then find programs and find people who can support you in that.
3: Yeah. Wasn't uh, business math supposed to teach you like life stuff like that I, I, mean,
2: I have no idea bro. i did not take that class yeah
3: I, I took it twice so it i felt like, like it was in high a, school i failed the first time and um the second time there were there were two different they were both business math but two different teachers and there were two totally different classes you know what school was this el uh, camino
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's all you're gonna
2: say dude didn't you go to ec also bruce
3: you're damn
5: right <laughs> just I, just <laughs> I went to old side high too I yeah to <laughs> hey, I, I know a lot of
2: people that went to old side high
5: i get to pick where i graduated though i picked ec i
3: ain't gonna lie yeah i graduated ec i think my there was something like, funny about you there was like <laughs> 580 kids that that graduated my class i was number 580 you know hey, I was like, yeah hey, got it, it got you it
1: you made it that yeah. you know, that's the that's yeah. thing like when you stuck through it that's, for sure that's like you got huge. primero
0: yeah and
3: then There's i went enough. to uh community college shout out Marcosta and uh i just i really wanted i really love the food court <laughs> <laughs> like man they, you know they got like almost like subway sandwiches in there <laughs>
0: almost <laughs> almost you know
3: but they had a, they had a full kitchen with with uh not chefs but you know people yeah. people that, that that were holding down the food back there and i was like yo yeah. th- this is awesome you know, but down, uh, yeah
1: i know down. we have a, i think we have a com- another comment yeah oh cool. local
0: saying i would have liked to have classes at the top financial education ethnic
1: mm-hmm. studies and ethnic studies, uh, Oceanside is one of the first districts to actually make it a mandatory course. So that's definitely s- something positive. Mm. And I think the one of the big things that I'm interested in is what does that curriculum look like? What, what it, you know, making sure that it's going to be representative of all of our students. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that one up.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah. Shout out Lolly. Yeah. But uh, what do you guys say? We go take a quick break. We'll be back in a couple
4: minutes. Yeah.
5: Yep. So, yeah, cool. I'm,
2: I'm cool with that.
5: All right, guys. Well, um, hey we, Nick, yo. you always hate me for this, but give a shout out to the sponsor. Hey, I was I was building up to it. bro. <laughs> he he was was about it. To, Thank he you. He was
0: over here looking at the table like full metal burgers, <laughs> urban
2: water. <like. laughs> Thank I'm you, Bruce. The corner of the
5: room. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. You might not see Bruce on camera, but he is with us today. Uh, shout out big time to Bruce for holding down the controls.
5: Hey, shout out to you guys holding it down on the episode. Yeah, and big round of applause
0: for everybody.
2: Yeah, shout out to our guest Nancy for coming by. Uh, We'll be right back after these messages. So, shout out to Full Metal Burgers. You already know where they're at. Black Plague Brewing. Seven days a week. You can't miss it. Location in Oceanside and the new location in Escondido. Shout out to Urban Water for providing the hydration of tonight. Shout out Lived Experiences. Shout out Humanity Showers. Shout out Man, just shout out everybody that tuned in through the YouTube, through the Spotify, to wherever you're at, man. Thank you so
4: much. We'll be right back after these messages. This is the Kick It Podcast. Yes, sir.
2: And we're live. Yeah, and we're back from break, guys. Thank you so much to, to uh, sticking through the messages. Once again, we're here with Nancy Licona, hanging out, straight kicking it. Hey. And uh, yeah, we're going to go through the second half. So if you made it this far through the Spotify much appreciated
0: yeah and like always make sure you guys leave a like comment share and subscribe it helps out a lot we appreciate y'all but we are back from break and Man, do you guys have any other questions? Yeah, we we
3: stuff? were just we were just asking you how you felt on your first podcast. Uh, yeah, you're doing a great job.
1: Thank you. This is gonna go down in history because I've never done one. So hey. thank you for hosting. Nice. This is so cool. Nice. Hey,
0: on um, first uh firstborn, first born, first, uh, first person still, on the podcast, hi. and you're fan. <laughs>
3: just breaking all them records. Just
4: knocking yeah. that list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
1: yeah. I feel good. Thank there you. Go. I feel really comfortable. You all you I'm I'm make right. it easy. I'm thank glad. you.
3: That's good. You know, and uh, anything that we can do for you on your journey, you know, feel free to just uh, message us, and and you know, we're always down to help out. And you, you know, anything we can do on this podcast to, to help promote and push, uh, we're all for it. This Thank is a community you. podcast; we do this for everybody.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
2: And, and you know what, Nancy, uh, that it was one thing that we didn't get a chance to ask you, but for anybody who's interested in donating or volunteering for your campaign, or even just messaging you to like, you know say something uh, where, where can they reach you at?
1: Yeah. So um, Instagram, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Nancy Licona for the number four OUSD. Um, you can also go to my website if you want just more information about um what my passions are and my background. And if you want to donate to the campaign, you can also do that. Um, It's www.nancylicona.com. And really, uh, like I mentioned before, it's any little thing can help, even if it's just, you know telling your neighbor i also have yard signs so if you live in district one you could just send me a dm you don't have to write me a fancy email or anything you could literally send me a dm on facebook or on instagram you could just look me up nancy licona um and just let me know what your address is and i could just drop it off at your doorstep i have a very fancy office it's uh the back of my rav4 is my campaign (laughs) headquarters (laughs) i haven't been able to have any passengers but you know i can just drive by and uh drop off your yard sign Um, that because I think that's that's another thing is just getting the word out talking to your neighbors if you know anybody who lives in district one if you are comfortable walking and getting involved if you're a high school student and you want to get community service I will write you a letter of recommendation
4: come out come out
1: and walk with me you know you we I can help train you if you want to make phone calls, if you want to send text messages. I know kids love sending messages, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different ways you can volunteer. Some people don't feel comfortable talking to voters, but I have you know postcards that you could write a little note to a voter and we send it in the mail. So there's a lot of different ways to help out and in whatever little or big way you'd like to help. So
3: what's the what's the schedule like for uh, this upcoming uh, election? When does it all happen? Uh, what are dates that people should uh, mark on their calendars?
1: Well, if you check your mail, you will already have your. You should already have your mail-in ballot in your mail if you register to vote. If you have not registered to vote, you can still register. You just might not get the mail-in ballot, but you can always um, register also the date of and vote in person. Um, and that's a big thing because right now, this is not a presidential election. Mm-hmm. And so usually... On years that is not a presidential election, the uh, voting percentages go down. But there are very important seats that are up for grabs in our. City of Oceanside. And so it's so important to vote. If you're 18, please vote. Sometimes uh, people feel like they're too, or they don't know. And Mm -hmm. so there are a lot of uh, websites. So if you align to a specific political party, for example, you can always go on the San Diego uh, website for that political party and see who's been endorsed. Mm -hmm. If there's an organization that you're really passionate about, you can go. A lot of organizations endorse candidates. And so if there's something you really believe in, you can go and look up up their endorsed candidates and then that can help you pick right because i know not not everyone has time to sit down and read pages and pages of legislation and i mean that's not realistic right Mm -hmm. Um, so that can help as well right Um, just knowing that you there's resources and if you have any questions you can always um, message me and i can help guide you Mm -hmm.
3: what are some of the companies or uh, sponsors that that you have on your on your team right now
1: yeah, so um, I have a, a couple endorsements. So I have it, been endorsed by the San Diego Democratic Party. Um, I, and I have been in, in, um, endorsed by a couple, several, uh, several smaller Democratic parties like La Voz mm-hmm. Demócrata and the Oceanside Democratic Party, DemCo. Um, I have also been endorsed by Run Women Run. Um, Mayor Esther Sanchez has also endorsed hey. me, which is the hey. biggest thing. Shout out, Shout she out to Ms. Sanchez. Uh, definitely. Our fearless leader, Um, and I also uh, recently received an endorsement from Planned Parenthood as well.
3: There you go. Hey, Hey, uh, I believe she's been on the on the podcast before, right? Uh, Yeah, a
2: couple years back, we had Miss Esther Sanchez. Uh, It was actually during the the pandemic. Mm. Uh, It was uh, actually an election year, so that's one of the reasons why we had her on. Uh, We had a couple other candidates uh, for the mayor's seat. Um, it, it, It was fun, man. And, and, and it's always fun when it comes down to voting. Like, uh, I like to be a part of the community, not just out there in advance, but like, you know, just casting a vote. Dude. And that's already, you know, putting your name there, making sure that you know
3: what's what's the change to come over here to the city. So everybody go out and vote, register. And what do you, what would you say our record is on, on everybody that's been on this podcast that uh, runs for something? I think they win every time.
2: Uh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, oh, okay, so <laughs> we're, we're just gonna say we got okay, a perfect so last record. last time,
0: no, no, we we don't because last <laughs> we, we time we have a losing have... record actually. Oh, oh no, goodness! We had all no, no, no. sorry, but but three. Okay, so three of them were running for the same position. Oh okay. Yeah. So so I so I count them all as, yeah. as one. So. That cancels out. Yeah,
1: which is just good, (laughs) even to provide a space, right? Because people should get to know who they're gonna be voting for. Who's this person? Who's behind the? You know, you see a name on a ballot and you don't know who this person Mm -hmm. is. So it's great that you're all open to just Mm -hmm. letting people get to know candidates. Well, even
0: uh, on the other side of that coin, like we appreciate when people that are running are hit us up to come and be on the podcast because that shows like to me that shows like all right they're actually trying to get out there and connect with people even if it's like a not like the normal way you normally would do it you know so that's that's always cool with me
2: yeah yeah just any community advocates whether it be uh political or just to make uh mm-hmm. social differences it, it's much welcome like we've had uh oscarine ortega plenty of times mm-hmm. we had uh jimmy Figueroa one time also uh, just a bunch of people, man,
0: and shout out to all of you guys that are really helping the
3: community out like that. We greatly appreciate
0: it, it is much needed, and yeah, that's that's about that. Yeah, well,
3: F, F that I, I'm gonna say we have a perfect record, so you're gonna win, go. Starting today, starting yeah. forward, yeah, exactly. First born, first
2: one,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fail me on my first podcast. Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> all
2: right, well, I have one last question, uh, for that people in the city of Oceanside who may not be familiar with what district one is, um, what is that surrounding district?
1: So it is, um, uh, Oceanside north of Oceanside Boulevard. Um, and then the San Luis riverbed South. And then, um, so we'd have to look it up. It's the, the school board district map is a little bit different than the city council map. Mm. Um, so all of my district is within, for example, like Eric Joyce's district one, but there are some areas in his district that I don't represent. So, um, I have a Crown Heights um East Side Loma Alta areas um so Elk, anything west of El Camino Real, north of Oceanside Boulevard, and mm-hmm. south of Stanley's Ray Riverbed. Okay,
3: mm-hmm. okay, yeah, those always get a little confusing.
1: I know, there. I know, and a lot of people don't really don't really know, and I didn't really know either mm-hmm. how it was broken down until I really looked into. Okay, what would it look like if you know where yeah. the Is Land? there
0: like a lot of gerrymandering with the school board district districts? How they would for like city council?
1: Um. I, I I can't say that I know what what the process was like to have the districts but what i do know is that in 2018 was the first year that they ran like that by district and the purpose of that is so that there is an elected leader that represents
4: each each
1: community yeah because for example like this is just an example this is not real life but as an example would be for example if they did the city council at large Mm -hmm. and then you have everybody who's running and elected who lives in downtown oceanside right that's going to be very one-sided and it's not going to represent all the communities so it's it's meant to do that yeah. have more representation and then also I think in the in this Oceanside City Council uh, sorry the school board they're thinking they're they thinking of looking at the district boundaries again because there are certain schools that are really high in population and there are other schools that are really low in population so they're trying to the, balance that yeah all. So that might be something I could walk into and I, and I don't know what the process is like. So that would be, it's going to be a huge learning curve too. Cause I mean, I've even, there's a lot, it's It's going to be new. So yeah, we'll see. (laughs)
2: no well regardless we wish you the best of luck just know that you already have five votes here at the kicker labs
4: thank you (laughs) Uh,
1: it's
3: gonna be an exciting election
4: yeah thank you one
3: more time uh what date are we voting
1: so you have your mail in ballot should you you should already have your mail-in ballots and you can actually turn them in right away fill it out and turn it in um the ele- election day is november 8th and so you can always fill it out and then drop it off on election day or vote in person on election day november 8th but the sooner the better because sometimes you forget you yeah. get lost you know it gets thrown under yeah. so you, you gets lost with all the things you know yeah. or, I know my dad is a historic for throwing away a lot of stuff. He just goes through like a cleaning, and then and then you're like, "Wait, Dad, where did?" go? Yeah. and then it's gone. So just
4: uh, yeah. just
1: uh, fill it out when you get in the mail. You know, if you see Nancy Licona on there, check it off, and um, please is, please there. support. There it is. And, and one one if more. you see Eric Joyce on there, also vote for Eric Joyce. <laughs> hey,
0: Eric Joyce. And one more time, who's your favorite Mexican soccer team?
1: Ooh, well I my dad is a cruz azul fan so by default i am gonna say on public record that i'm a cruz azul fan oh
4: go.
2: wow hey go. that's that's too louis Lou yeah. also a fan <laughs> uh, we know he was super excited when they won the championship uh, dude, long ago, so.
0: it, it's funny because it didn't hit me because i was working when they were like doing the final but i was listening to it and i was like oh cool and then like i was watching the replay there. i was like damn they really won and it was it was nice i was like
1: yeah my my <laughs> dad and my brother are huge fans and that weekend it happened to be that my dad was camping and my brother i watched it with my brother and so they didn't get to celebrate together which was which nah, is kind of a bummer yeah. but they still felt yeah. it yeah
0: dude yeah and then like atlas won the year after like the season yeah. after that so i was like oh dude this is the end of the world man is the yes, end of the world. <laughs> yes, yes they hadn't <laughs> won a championship in like over 50 years and was lost like eight finals so it's like yeah mm-hmm. like you know two of the teams were like biggest like final streaks, like it's
1: just, it could uh, mean that that positive things are coming oh, yeah, change is coming
0: yeah. maybe and yeah, no, i'm a pessimist so i go at it like I mean, <laughs> so that way either i'm right or i'm pleasantly surprised I'm
1: <laughs> yeah wrong. true yeah
2: let's go with the second one <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well thank you guys well for thank sure. you so
0: much for coming yeah. through and reaching out we greatly appreciate that
1: yeah i'm really glad i got to meet you all and Likewise. thank you for just giving me the space to hopefully connect with more people
0: there
2: you go you yeah, know thank you nancy so super grateful for your time and uh one more time where where could they reach you at where can they find you
1: yeah so my instagram is nancy licona for o my website is www.nancylicona.com, and i am running for the oceanside school board district one
3: district one <laughs> district one
1: vote please vote thank you
3: if you ain't first you last
1: <laughs>
3: My bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two first we don't. We don't have to get there first. We just got to get there, man.
2: Like Don Cheadle said. You're right. Yeah. you right. <laughs> All right, Bruce. Uh, you got anything else over there? No more comments. No more shout outs? Nothing.
3: Ooh
5: ah no we don't have any more comments going on and no it looks like we are at the end of the episode unless you guys have one last message or one last thought for tonight
0: ah just shout out to our sponsors man one more time full metal burgers burgers so good you don't need the fries but you can get them at esco too you know <laughs> shout out to urban water because water is life definitely yes. lived experiences always doing great things for the community shout out to them as well as humanity showers um yeah that's, that's all our sponsors huh yeah that's
2: about it yeah. well, well with that being said guys thank you for tuning in we'll catch you on the next episode of the kicker podcast Podcast uh, Brewski
5: hell yeah thank you for stepping up with us thank you for talking up with us thank you for kicking it hey bye